the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Ten years and still going strong. Everybody's a suspect! You're listening to Rabbit and Red. Robert Shaw was a tough motherfucker. Right. They don't make that alias. He wanted to punch Richard Dreyfus on the set he couldn't stand because he's a pussy. Fuck you. God damn you. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And I know that you like Jason Takes Manhattan, but my question to you is why? Okay, hey, now. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna tell me Halloween. You know what makes me mad about you, Mike? I'm gonna What's tell that? you one day. Yeah, you know what makes me mad? The Halloween 6? Halloween yeah. I think 6 is your favorite movie? It but certainly you is. Jason Party, but you think Jason Party sucks? Yeah. Are you joking? Jason belongs in hell. I'm gonna see he gets there. We have such sights to show you. Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. And welcome back to Rabbit and Red Radio. You're saying people weren't clicking on and listening to my show to hear me talk? They just wanted to hear them? What fucking assholes, man? I know. And I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guilty of that, too, because I'll click on it and I'll be like, Ooh, Dad, fucking Ted Rigby's on this show. The blackest eyes. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. The devil's eyes. This is a huge honor for me. Uh-oh, too much pressure. <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint you now. I've been blown up! Take me to the hospital! Take me to the hospital, I'm sick! I'm gonna show those shitters what we can do. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And now, here's your hosts, Michael J. and Cody Robinson. Alright, and we're here. I see you. I'm here. You're I'm here. here. Okay, that's perfectly. That's what I wanted. Okay, there we go. I was told that I'm I here, and I'm I'm live. <laughs> In the shallow sense of the word, of course. But I am I am alive, and I'm glad to be here. You know, I survived another weekend. Is every weekend just, you know, horrible anymore? No, no, no. I I can't say that. I uh, actually spent this last weekend uh, traveling downriver uh, all deliverance style. Oh, was anybody Burt Reynolds? Or no, no, wait, wait. It wasn't that. Burt Reynolds was the hero. I'm talking about Ned Beatty. Uh, there might have been a Ned Beatty or two in our group. I mean, in my uh, my circle of friends would probably be described more as the uh, West Virginia hillbilly type, uh, as to the John Voight, Burt Reynolds, uh, Ned Beatty group. See, because I think I would like to be Ned Beatty just to 
see if I could survive. To see if you could survive hillbilly ass rape? Well, see, maybe I could make it so they don't rape me. Because, you know, they'll feel sorry for the cripple. I mean, and, and what I'll do is I'll just eat, like, a lot of, like, food that will make me, like, you know, really constipated. So, if they try to enter, like, enter my rectum, they'll get, you know, a, a, a surprise log out the back. It's my thought. Well, this is a great start for the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Rabbit and Red. <laughs> And, you know, I was told to cough and laugh off off mic because, you know, it's, it's more <laughs> professional. I said, fuck that. I said, people, I think, enjoy the coughs. And they told me, well, if you're doing video now, you know, they'll be sure, able to... Sure, reminds, it reminds them of having their prostates checked. Right. Well, just, you know, they said... Bond see the memories. Cough. Who? <laughs> I said fond memories. Oh, fond memories. They said yeah. fond memories. Hey... We have comments over here. Let's see if we can bring some of these up and see what they're saying. No, I can't see any of them. They, I can't see them either. I just clicked. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, Herbert. The Alpha Getty Gobbler, Herbert Gettys. How's it he going, brother? Watching us. Hi, Herbert. How are we doing? And then let's see. Have... <laughs> Fuckerberg. Very oh, good. Wait, you can see them all now. Can you see? Wait, you uh, can see them. I can this time for some reason. I don't know why I couldn't last time. Oh, that's great. I can could you, just see them as they uh, can you as they them? were written. Are you able to like control them? Oh <laughs> uh, no! So you can't option like, to like them or anything. Oh, you can't like drag your like mouse over or something, and not trying hard enough. Then I don't know shit. See, I need to have these comments open. As they're being made, so we can respond. There's a uh, fuckerberg. Okay. Apparently, my anti-Semitic um, remarks in the opening are going over well with the crowd. Well, semi-anti-Semitic. Yeah, you know. Well, you yeah, were I just. I, I could say worse, but no, I won't do that. That's mean. Um. Let's see. Somebody. Ah. Pound me in the ass, prison. Yes, Joe, please pound me in the ass. Somebody, thank you. Um, that was quick and disturbing thinking. Okay, there we go. Yeah. See, I like to disturb people. I think that's a great way to start things off. What do you think there, Cody? Uh, yeah. I mean, quick and disturbing. That's, uh, that's accurate. Uh, that's what I would That say. is an accurate description of you, Mike. Uh, and you never fail to disappoint. No, not at all. Wait a minute. What was it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I am just a huge disappointment. You know, I feel a lot more at ease with this, with this mic thing here. And it's just like here. And I'm just like sitting here like, wow. Let's see. That's hard. Ah, yes. That's hard. There, I'm trying to bring them up as I can see them. Because that just makes things easier. Oh, man, I got heartburn. I should have brought up my, like, 
Gaviscon shit. That would be better. There we go. So. So. Well, see, I don't. I want to wait, and um. I want to. I want to wait because I want to do the the Halloween kills and and Fear Street as like the next segment. Um, because I haven't decided how far. I want to go into Halloween Kills. I know you probably don't want to know that much. Um, although, I'm not sure... I do, but I don't. I do, but I don't. Uh, I The same thing with Spear, uh, Fear Street. I was doing a little research uh, on the uh, book series, because I never read the book series. I don't want to, I'll get into that later, but uh, I'm afraid I might have stumbled on a uh, spoiler. I wish I wouldn't have. And uh, one day I hope to get a Blue Yeti, but the way I see it, this is a free podcast, so I'm not uh, I'm not going the extra mile yet. Hey, you know what I was wondering? You know how the intro, um, Alex says that um, he's going to kill me one day? I wonder if somebody hears that, they can put him in Facebook jail for saying that. You know how that's in the intro? In the uh, I, I don't think that's how it works, Mike. This is no fun. I mean, the Nazis couldn't put Hitler in jail. Hell, they couldn't even assassinate him. Uh, hmm. Valkyrie? Assassinate. Ah, uh, yes. Correct. And true. Ah, uh, man. Now I'm, like, dead set and focused on Facebook jail. And, uh... I don't understand, because I have friends that... Even our, our dear friend has been in Facebook jail several times for posts that were could not even remotely be construed as offensive to anyone. Right. And I post stuff that, well, depending on what your political beliefs are, uh, that some people, especially more left-leaning, might... Take the wrong way. <coughs> or take the right way. Uh, I mean, depend on their point of view. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, at the most, my post get uh, flagged as um, by fact checkers, you know. Huh. Fact checkers, they, they are fun. They are definitely fun. Shut up! <laughs> That's what everybody who's listening right now is saying. <laughs> well, no, I meant the, that's what they're saying to the fact checkers. Oh yeah, the fact checkers—they they they annoy everybody. It doesn't matter your political preference, uh, your sexual orientation. That they will piss off everybody because it—it's just like a a hot. Of Karen's. Yes. You mean Judy Greer in Halloween 2018? Her name was Karen, so. <laughs> A hive of them? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather die, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into that, but that was a very, very nice part of the script, I will say that. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. And that's the thing. I don't know. See? Well, I don't know if it's a first draft or what they're shooting with, but basically what reading it versus watching the trailer. Um, uh, what I was reading is pretty much a lot of things that you saw in the trailer. So I have a feeling that it's pretty spot on, although... Um, well, you know what a shooting script looks like, Mike. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the shooting script, right? Um, no. Okay, so, I mean, who knows what got changed? Well, I, And like you said, who knows what draft it was? Well... Well, I can tell you, if they if they follow this script, I will be incredibly happy. I really, I will. Um, because this is the way they should do it. And they better do it this way. Um, one thing that I am concerned about is you do know that there are flashbacks to 1978. That's, that's, that's common knowledge at this yes. point. Yes. Yes, and we do know that there is a certain character that they... That is involved in those 1978 flashbacks. Sure. Um, so how that is executed will make or break this for me. Uh, we're not going to get a H2O voiceover type situation, I hope. Um, let, let's just say this is more involved than a voiceover. Well, let's, uh, I, I don't see how they're going to do it and make it work. I mean, because, you know, Blumhouse isn't able, or most likely isn't able to put the kind of, uh, like uh, Star Wars Rogue One did with, um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. With, uh, yeah, with Peter Cushing. Why can't I think of his name from, thank you. I feel like a dumbass now. I always feel like a dumbass. But uh, you know what I mean. I mean, they they did a... I remember being blown away in the theater with Rogue One. I'm like, they might do a cameo before. That's all you'd get whenever they do uh, bring... who was deceased or no longer attached to the film. You know, you might get a cameo. And most of the time, a non-speaking role. And, And for them to make... I mean, that was groundbreaking for them to make... And it actually worked. Uh, they had a close enough uh, voice double. And and the, the CGI was, although not flawless, mm-hmm. it, still convincing as the character for me. And, uh, you know, if they would do, can pull something like that off, even, even at that level, uh, with uh, Donald... Uh, as Loomis, uh, then I'll, you know, I'm all for it, but I just, I don't see Blumhouse doing it. Cause you know, they probably put half their budget into Jamie Lee's, uh, paycheck. Yeah. Oh, well that's, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, well, let's put it this way. Uh, in my opinion, she does not need much of a paycheck for this movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
Oh, I I see. Like you're hinting hinting at something here. Uh, just don't tell me they're going to do a resurrection and kill her off in the first ten minutes. Um, she doesn't die. She survives. But she's not on screen as much. I'm not going to say that she's not on screen that much. It's just when she is on screen, it doesn't seem like she's, you know, doing all that much. Really? Really? I'm going to go all new Star Wars trilogy and try to pump up the new characters. Uh, I mean, there, you can definitely tell that this is like the... Let, let, let's just say this is this is almost like the the empire of the um, trilogy, so to speak. Hmm. That that's almost what this felt like. So you're saying it's a much darker film? Um. Yes. Much much. Well, I can get on board with that. I mean. Well, when you think about it, I mean, Halloween 2018 was basically their version of The Force Awakens. You know, it, it was just fan service and nostalgia. Yeah, but so, 2018 was nowhere near as good as The Force Awakens, in my opinion. It's just, no, no, I agree there, 100%. But, it, I mean, it was in the same air, or attempted to be in the same air. Right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, at this point, trying to... Well, well, let's put it this way. I almost want to watch 2018 again now. I will watch it again before I go see Halloween Kills. Yeah, well, now that now that I've read it, I actually want to watch it again because I think I think I will have a new appreciation for it now that like I, I think that okay, that sounds promising. With this and ends, you know, with with. 18 kills and ends, I think it'll be a complete story that you can actually, you know, watch and get some enjoyment. So, it, what you're saying, which my biggest fear was that, okay, 2018 did a lot better than they probably expected it to, so, like, oh, shit, we gotta make two sequels. Right. Uh, we gotta cash in on this, and they just spitballed two movies together. Uh, but this... So what you're telling me is it, it actually feels like a true continuation of the uh, store, same story. Yeah, and although now that you know, now that you're talking about it, I pro this probably has to be an earlier draft of the script. And I'll say that because, like it says, like you know, in the opening of the thing, it says moments after the end of you know, Halloween or something like that. And the thing is, mm -hmm. it doesn't... See, I don't know how I can explain this without telling you something. I mean, it doesn't really give anything away. It just... Because mm. mm. let's put it this way. Laurie Strode does not show up on page one of Halloween Kills. 
Okay, well, I, yeah, apparently from the trailer they take her to the hospital, so I guess, what, they, they have the sit-up of him getting out of the house, probably. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. They, 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 they do that and all, but, no, wait, actually, shit, no, they don't even, wait, how the fuck did this work out? I wish I still had the, I wish I had the script still on my phone, I don't think I have it, I think I, uh. I think, if I'm not mistaken, she doesn't pop in there for like, it's past page 10. And you figure, the way that they work film scripts, it is one minute per every page of the script. So the, yeah. the script that I read was 117 pages. I literally read it Saturday from about 2.30 well, in the morning to 5 in the morning. I read it. The whole thing. Okay, well, Mr. Uh, Rain Man of Horror, do we know the official running time of Halloween Kills? I don't know if they released it as of yet. But you're making me want to look and see if they, uh, if they did, because obviously it's done. But uh, You know, I... If this runs right around two hours, because I mean that in recent years that's became a lot more accepted that's, for yeah, uh, horror norm. films. You know, the the regular eighty to ninety minute runtime is a thing of the past. Yeah, because two thousand eighteen, if you think about it, was actually um, yeah, two thousand eighteen was an hour and forty six minutes. So, let me see here, because I'm now really curious. Um, Halloween Kills. I will say, though, um, the ending, if they stick with that ending, which I really hope they do, the ending in the script that I read, um, it's a much better ending, and it really goes with the whole building towards that. Halloween ends thing. Like okay, nice here's movie. what I want to see in Halloween Kills. Okay. I want to see and no running time as of yet. One of the main characters die. Um, and I want to give yeah, you the answers say. <laughs> that I know. God damn it. So you want to see what where the it? main characters die, and then let's see what else. What else you're interested in? I, I think we. I think we need that one of the three survivors of the original. We need. I mean, of course, not Jamie Lee. She needs to be in the final one. I say kill off uh, Karen. Kill off the daughter. I mean, I could agree with this statement. I think that uh, I think that this is what should happen when the when the mob is running after Myers and Karen's out there with them. Just do this.
know what I'm saying? Take that, bitch. Exactly. Um, you want your mask? Or, or have Michael get a fucking shotgun. And you want your mask back? You want your mask? I got your mask. You want it? You want it? Yeah, he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm what? He's like, I'm like 65 years old now. You know, I've got arthritis. My knees and back are fucked. I got my, my fingers blew off, you know. And fuck this did. running shit. Well, not running shit. Fuck well, the stocking shit. You know, just mow them down. They did go all even better. One up that. Go have them get a fifty cal like at the end of uh, Rambo. Uh, you know, just mow them all down. And uh, they did keep that continuity with him losing the fingers and all that stuff. So he didn't regenerate them. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, and I'm a. I'm really hoping they don't go overboard with the backstory. I know them. It's got me nervous. Them talking about bringing back uh, uh, Loomis uh, in the flashbacks and stuff. I I hope that they don't retread the whole family, uh, the whole family thing, and and they go a different direction than that. But that being said, you know, it, it's the sequel. We need we need. More meat on the bone. We need something other than Michael walking around killing people. Well, I, I will say this: that um, I, I did, um, I did kind of break down and get emotional during several points of reading, and I think we know what causes that to happen. So, uh, the yeah, I'm sure the Loomis and Michael scenes, right? Um, Young Michael. That's why I really, I really, really, really hope that they stick to that ending because, oh, you know, and I know when I, um, when I posted on the group page about it, I did notice that, that, um, Dan Chase, uh, commented and he said, hey, are you, um, you know, do you think that reading a script kind of takes away from the enjoyment of, you know, the build up and all that stuff? And honestly, Look, I'm a Halloween fan, die hard, any way you look at it. So, I'm going to go in there and fucking be amped up regardless, just because of what it is. Um, it, like I said, and really, because I know what they're doing, I have, or at least, even if it's not exactly what they're doing, because stuff changes, at least I know, or I have an idea of what I'm in for, and that's just adding to my excitement to just see it executed. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You, it's not the shooting script, so you you don't really know how close he's going to stick to that. So I mean, you may still be surprised. Hey, there's our buddy Jimmy Presley. Uh, how you doing tonight, Jimmy? You're good, I'm sure. We're here, and I don't know what, but. Um, yeah, but I, I just, I, I love, like, really, though, that ending is so, like, it really is the best, like, honestly, I thought the ending of 2018 was the biggest fucking cop-out in the world. I really did. Uh, I I was that. not a fan. Even, even as amped up as I was for the film, and I, re- and how much I didn't, 
greatly enjoyed it the uh, the first time watch at the theater. The ending still kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, and that well, that's the thing. They changed the ending. The original ending, you know, would have been perfect because they were both like battle wounded and Lori went off to the hospital and you didn't know what was going to happen to her and Myers went out into the field where her mannequins were that she you know shot and shit where she had her target practice and he just laid down among the mannequins and he was supposedly mortally wounded as well so it's like you just didn't know and that's seeing the thing is the ending of, of Kills, if they keep it this way, is how... It, it, it's just a much better like thing that you're going to stand up and walk out of that theater and be like, okay, I'm on board with this. Where are we going to go from here? What's going to happen? And you're going to fucking want 2022 to come like that. Because, I mean, shit. Until we have another uh, new strain of COVID that makes us wait another two fucking years for Halloween ends. If that happens, I'm going to track down COVID and I'm going to kill it myself. <laughs> Does anybody have co- COVID's address? I will. Tell them Michael J's looking for him. I will fucking destroy you, COVID. I will fucking destroy you. I will use my gimp powers to destroy your asshole. See, all this time we never needed any vaccines or any of that bullshit. We just need to make Michael J. mad. That's right. Make me mad, motherfucker. And his name is John C. Close it up. Close it up. I went over to the soundboard and I see this thing. It's like, it, it literally says, Joe. And I'm like, what the fuck could Joe be? And now I know what Joe could be. It's, 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 it's this. No, this is what COVID's going to do when I come knocking on its door. Run, bitch! Run! Oh, oh, uh, Uh, you enjoy that soundboard way too much. Hey, it's working better for some reason now. I don't know why, but it's on point. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I agree with Jimmy Presley. He says, I'm curious to how Halloween ends, ends. Um. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I, I mean, I have an idea in my head. Uh, are we going to have a definitive end? Are they going? Are we going to H two O it so they can cop it out later? No, I, I think Lori and Michael Myers are going to die side by side together. She's going to stab him. He's going to stab her, and they're both going to die. Well, at this point, he's already been shot, set on fire. You yeah, know, but that doesn't count. Run no. over. Oh wait, the fire does count because it was at the end of eighteen. That's right. Okay. 
So I, I, I refuse to believe that a stab wound from Jamie Lee Curtis, she's going to have to chop his head off again. And frankly, how are they going to top her chopping his head off with an axe? I don't know. They should, uh... Oh, Jimmy, I don't think it's ever going to end, my friend, as long as it keeps making money. No. Is the rights aren't tied up in court between two assholes who won't settle and give us any more movies. Uh, speaking of that, um, did I did I mention on the last show or, or at some other point that um, Sean S. Cunningham's going to be at um, Monster Mania and Cherry Hill? You did. You I did. I thought I did. And like I said, I still think that it's a, a bad idea for him to do that because people are just going to be pissed off. I know if I was going, I'd be like, dude, what? Yeah, a lot of pissed off fans, not just movie fans, but even gamers. I really loved that Friday the 13th game and all the care that was taken into creating it. And then to just get the plug pulled on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. yeah I don't think he's going to get a really warm reception like he's probably expecting. Uh, no. And you know, it's funny. I didn't realize this, but um, Scream Factory released um, a movie that he directed from 1982 called um, A Stranger is Watching. And you will not believe, because I didn't believe it, um, who was co-writer on that film. It's what? Um, it's a movie called The Stranger is Watching. It's a movie about a... Yeah. Yeah, and it was made in 1982. Sean Cunningham directed it. And you won't believe who was the co-writer on it. Oh, co-writer? Yes. Wouldn't be a Mr. Victor Miller, would it? It certainly would. Hmm. Well, apparently at some point those guys had a falling out. I mean, you know, I think, um, I think they just have to get over it, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, because they're both older than dirt. Not neither of them. Let's face it, neither of them probably have a whole lot of time left. So, you know, bury the hatchet, come together, give us another Friday the Thirteenth film with Jason in it, and, uh, you know. Fucking die happy and rich. That's right. Right. That's all they want. Money. Oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, no, no appreciation for the fans. Yeah, they don't give two shits about us. They really don't. And it, it's, it's, it's a sin, because without the fans... You would be nothing and be nowhere, you know? And that's just, that's a sad thing. I gotta tighten this a little bit because it's starting to come loose. Son of a fuck you. There we go. <laughs> for, for those of you just listening to the audio version, Mike is referring to his strap-on. <laughs> yes. Oh, Let's talk, yeah. got him excited. I just pulled it off. I just pulled it off. You broke it. I broke it. I pulled it off. 
God damn it. Or as Loomis would say, God damn you, but I don't have that clip ready, readily available at the moment. Oh, shit. Hold on. Speaking of clips you need, uh, to, get, to get that out, Mike, you're probably going to need a corkscrew. Hey, have Ted. you seen the t- corkscrew, Mike? Hey, Ted. Ted, where's the corkscrew? <laughs> fucking there we go. Come on, fucking dick. There we go. <laughs> Let me get this oh. tight. It looks like you bought the same mic stand I got. Really? Mine was like yeah. fucking... I think this was like 16... Something on Amazon. Yeah, that was probably about the same one I got then. Pretty cheap. Yeah. I say that, but it's uh, I've been using it for uh, several years now. Yeah, this is my first time, so. <laughs> As we know. What, I, podcasting? Well. <laughs> we I can mean, tell. You could, you, could, you could think that, yeah. I, I feel like it's my first time podcasting, for the love of Christ, I do. There we go. All right, you motherfucker. All right, there you go. Nice and tight. Oh, I feel it. Oh, it's so tight. <laughs> it's so fucking tight. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna fucking. Ah, uh, wait. Am I loosening it? Am I loosening this or tightening it? I don't fucking know anymore. No, I fucking. What the. Dick? Where? <laughs> what the fuck? It felt so tight. <laughs> oh, my. Ah, <coughs> oh, shit. Oh, talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna try to tighten this bitch up. Fuck the monk, monks or something. The only fucking one here. <laughs> no, we have. There's two people that are watching. Talk to the people. Where the fuck is this? Wait. Oh, I'm t- I'm I'm tightening it. <laughs> Always technical difficulties, Jimmy. Always. It's it's the story of my life. Always. Well, yeah, it's okay. Where's this? There it is. There. That's probably why it slipped. Okay, so Jimmy, uh, you said Halloween ends. They need to end it with that. Uh, how would you like them to end it? Yeah, well, I just asked Jimmy to write us another novel. Uh, you know, he, sorry, I mean, it's not getting paid for this one. Damn it. Um, I wonder how it would end. Well, no, like I said, I still think they're going to die. They're still going to die together. I think that would, yeah, probably be the fitting in. And, um, well, because that way you leave no chance of a... Uh, sequel but again i don't i don't know that blumhouse will do that because 
Well, that being said, I, I wouldn't put it past Blumhouse to uh, reboot the whole series in another five to ten years. Well, no, because I'm going to tell you exactly what they're going to do. I, I already figured it out in my brain. Um, I think what they're going to do is once this Michael Laurie storyline ends, that they're going to um, do the Halloween anthology uh, thing and uh, do like... You, think, you really think they will? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to give us a new Halloween movie every year. You watch. You watch. It's going to... It's going to... This ends... Is gonna I, I don't out. know. After... I mean, sure, Halloween 3 is wild... wide. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, widely accepted now, but uh, it did not fare well back in the day. I definitely understand that. I do, without a doubt. But I'm telling you. And I, I think as much as times have changed since then, I think that's still going to be something that is going to be a uh, red button topic. People are not going to accept a Halloween film without Michael Myers in it. At this point, I think you might just because people are younger. Face it, Cody. Our generation's dying out, buddy. People don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> we're dying. I, I don't know. I think uh, we're all dying. Uh, but I think that a lot of the younger generation that has, has been turned on to these movies... Uh, they, they won't accept it either. I mean, well, yeah. I, I'm kind of with you there, uh, Jimmy. He said, uh, Jimmy Presley says Halloween 6 uh, ended it for him with Donald's death. <clears throat> and um, that storyline, yes, definitely. I, I'm, I am glad they didn't continue that storyline. Although I was pretty upset whenever I first heard about H2O and that it, it was going to be a direct sequel to the first two. Oh, you were upset, yeah. Uh, you're not the only one. That being said, I loved H2O. I, like I've mentioned on many podcasts, I, I saw it ten times at the theater and I was excited every time I went in there just to get to see a new Halloween film with the original Final Girl in it. But uh, but that being said, I was still it still really bothered me that it screwed up the con continuity of the series, and I'm I'm that way by any of the big franchises. You know, it, it bugs me about uh, not just Halloween, but, uh, the Texas Chainsaw franchise, which is all over the place. I I enjoy just about every movie in that series, but. I would still like it better if we had some sort of continuity with it. Yeah, that is... Uh, Texas Chainsaw is probably one of the most uh, disappointing. I mean, and I liked... Uh, I liked Next Generation um, on that. I don't hate it the way everybody else does. I think it has a lot of uh, good points to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've still never seen... What's the one 
Leatherface that came out uh, a few uh, years Yeah, ago. with uh, Brad Dorf. I haven't either. I never saw that one. But well, I take it back. I've seen like the first five minutes of it. No, it wasn't that I intentionally turned it off. I just had other shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I don't think... And the thing is, I... I uh... I believe I do have it. I just don't think I ever watched it. Oh, man. This thing is not my friend tonight. Wait, here we go. I'm trying to find... Isn't it Lefty Lucy? Righty tighty. Righty tighty Lefty Lucy. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, Lefty Lucy. Clockwise tighten. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Doesn't seem like it's getting tighter, though. Seems like it's getting looser. Go this way. This is the. You know, there you go, Jimmy Presley's uh, novel. Uh, and that could be the first uh, of the Blumhouse's annual uh, standalone Halloween anthology films. There you go. There you go. That's a brilliant idea. If I were you, I would. Uh, I would champ. If I could get in contact with. Uh, Jason Blum, I, uh, which you never know, I might be able to at some point, but I would say that uh, that might actually be a very good idea. Come on, you son of a bitch. I don't know. Like I said last episode, when it comes to Blumhouse, I think they're kind of going the route of uh, canon films and... Uh, Kind of getting too big for their britches. They're taking too many big financial risks on these already existing properties when the company was built on indie horror. Yeah, well, no, that that's that's true, without a doubt. They were indie horror. They were meant to be indie horror, and they just went to like I I don't know. It's uh. uh if nothing else, they got greedy. There's no real other way uh, that I can see it besides the fact that they got enough money to get their hands on some uh, already established franchises and they cashed in. Yeah, could you see? Uh, could you see what would happen if they decided to take on Friday the Thirteenth? Like really? I don't know. At this point, I, I just want another Friday the 13th film. With Jason in it. Right. I don't care if it's a reboot, a sequel, a remake. Just so it's something. Just something that's, like, uh, plausible. If, if they are going to go the reboot route that everybody's doing right now, I would really hope they do a sequel to the original four. So you would want, like, oh, you motherfucker. So you would and that being said, I don't know, because I don't, I don't really want to see him go zombie Jason again. Yeah, and I mean, if they... I mean maybe, maybe a direct sequel to... The original two, but that being said, I don't want to see him get his hockey mask again. So you would want him to be Sackhead all the way through? 
No, no, not necessarily, but I, I don't, I mean, because they're not going to have a make a Friday the 13th film with Jason and not have him with the hockey mask. It's just not going to happen. They're, as many of us, like you said, 40 plus year olds know uh, who Sack had Jason is, uh, is more uh, millennials that, uh, and whatever the hell they're calling Generation Zers. Uh, or whatever that uh, that have no idea who Sackhead Jason is, and probably would not watch a movie. Well, there's a lot of them probably don't even know who Hockey Mask Jason is. But um, I know, and Gen Z is like they scare me. So stupid. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they really, really, really scare me. Okay. I don't know what the hell. Jesus Christ, that's loud. Okay, how about this? Why not then do a direct sequel to the first three? That way we already got the hockey mask. Even pick up right there. Pick up right there with that same ending, Jason Lane in the barn. Yes. yes. And just have a whole new cast of characters, have it sit, period. Uh, in, in, what was it, 83? Uh, um, 82. Yeah, and just, just pick right up there, you know, because throwback 80s films are still big. And, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, fuck you. That would be the way to do it. <laughs> without a doubt, without a fucking doubt. Ah, oh, this fucker. This is, this does not like me. Um, so wait a minute, you know what, while we're doing this, why don't we just get into, uh, Fear Street, and then we'll take a break after that, and then we'll go to the news. Okay, then, uh, Fear Street. I, I have watched the uh, first two of the Netflix trilogy uh, based on R.L. Stein's uh, Fear Street novels from, uh, uh, they ran from, what, Mike, uh, 89 to, like, 99? I read the book. I mean, I didn't read all of them, but... Uh, I didn't read any of them. Well, I will say, the first Fear Street book that I read, I forget what year it was, I was probably around 90... Oh, shit. I was in... Fifth grade. So I would have to say that it was probably... 19... Um... Oh, you fucker. It was probably like 1989. Wait, no. When did I make Camp Out Nightmare? Number four was 90. So this had to be 91. It was a, the first Fear Street book that I read was called Halloween Party. And it was a bunch of kids that went to 
a Halloween party and there was somebody there that was like kind of killing them off. I loved that book. I loved that book so much that I wrote a script and I was going to make it into a movie. That was going to come after Camp Out Nightmare 4 in 1991. But it never happened. But I did have some really inventive kills planned for the time. Um, because, you know, um, back then in 1991, young Michael J. Uh, could really only do so much. So, one of the kills, somebody was going to be making hamburgers on the stove in a frying pan. And the killer was going to come in and he was going to kill the person making the hamburgers by, you know, burning him with the grease. <laughs> and I had it all set up. In, that hamburger gre grease in the skillet, it's like bacon grease. No, ba you should have went to bacon grease. Yeah, but you, yeah. Know, what I, yeah, but you know what I was going to do? That's fucking killer. Yeah, but you know what I was going to do for it? I was going to have, I was just going to have the pan the frying pan filled with water on the stove and I was going to have the whoever was playing the killer was going to just come in and fucking drown the guy like put his face in the water in the stove and he was just going to pretend like he was like you know act like he was you know getting burned and shit like that needless to say it never happened hmm. unfortunately about my experience with R.L. Stein, uh, which is uh, almost no experience. I, I'm trying to think. I might have read one of the Goosebumps novels, but right whenever Goosebumps uh, and Fear Street and all that was really becoming very popular, uh, was right around 93, 94, I think. Uh, and uh, it was right when I was really getting into mainstream horror, uh, all the... Uh, three big franchises and uh, I was watching all the 80s horror I could at the time so these books you know I, I'm a 14 year old they they just didn't appeal to me uh, and uh, that's why I never even read any of the Fear Street novels because just because they were R.L. Stein I assumed it was more the same as Goosebumps which I didn't find Oh, uh, and of course it was aimed at a younger demographic is the only reason I didn't. I mean, if I would have come across them probably in my preteens, I would have uh, probably been a lot more into them. Uh, I've enjoyed both the movies, uh, watching them with my kids. Uh, but uh, um, Fear Street, I didn't know was it was aimed at, you know, the little bit older teenage audience. Right. And uh, the the movies, I had, when I heard that Netflix was coming out with this trilogy, and it, it wasn't that long ago, just a few months ago I heard about it, I had no interest really in watching it. And then here a couple weeks ago, once they started coming out, I, I started hit, catching a lot of buzz. Uh, I mean, not, not this kind of buzz. Uh, uh, but... Uh, hearing a lot of buzz from uh, different horror groups and different sites, and I'm like, okay, maybe I better check this out. And uh, I did yesterday, uh, and I, I watched the uh, second film back-to-back, -back, 
uh, with it, and um, I can say it kind of like uh, you said about the uh, Halloween Kills uh, script. It the first the Fear Street uh, the first one was uh, set in 1994. Well, they're called Fear Street 1994, Fear Street 1978, and Fear Street 1666. Yeah. Uh, but the the second one really adds a lot more layers to the first one. It made me appreciate the first one that much more when, when it stood on its own as a good film by itself. And I'm really kind of nervous to see what they do with the uh, third and final film, uh, the 1666 one, because uh, like I said, they're all tied together, and the second one just added more to the lore and and the wraparound uh, to the... Uh, stories as they go basically back in time literally and figuratively uh spoilers but um it's uh it really surprised me uh both films did and uh, i can't wait for friday for the uh third one to come out and hopefully it won't disappoint because they've uh they've set the bar pretty high with the first two right so i mean that was I'm just well, one thing I wasn't expecting it being based on R.L. Stein material was number one the R rating, yeah, and the gore delivers, and it is well executed. Uh, some of it I'm sure is uh, CGI, but it's very well done CGI. It looks like probably practical and effects enhanced with CGI. See, well, that's the thing. Even with the books um, back in the day, you know, they were young adult books, but they played off very, like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, they were horror. Like, they were straight up horror. Well, one thing that is making me, you know, the same thing I can say about the first two, 1994 and 1978, mm-hmm. both of these films have fucking awesome soundtracks. And I just don't know how they're going to top that with 1666. You know, I'm all for a little old-fashioned folk music every now and then. But, I mean, the first two were just so good. I mean, they, they, I mean, the first film was just a love letter to 90s horror, which I'm usually not the biggest fan of. But, it, uh, well, I should say more of a love letter to, like, Scream, films like Scream. And then 1978. Uh, I mean, it was it was more of a, the love letter to uh, late seventies uh, these slashers. Well, it takes place. Oh, speaking of which, I think you uh, shared that on the group page, uh, Mike. That uh, the uh, nineteen seventy eight was filmed at uh, uh, Camp Daniel Morgan in uh, Rutledge, Georgia. The same filming location of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, which I think is pretty damn awesome that uh, they took that much care to use uh, that same uh, filming location. And I didn't, I mean, obviously I didn't, uh, I do want to watch them, obviously, because I read the book, so I'm very, very, very intrigued on how to, uh, you know, on how From what I've read, just Looking on Wiki, they are they are using some of the same characters and possibly some of the uh, 
same storyline. So, but uh, the director is uh, Lee Janiak. Janiak. Yes, because yes, I'm. I'm not, I was. I'm trying to get contact information to have her come on the program. She uh, directed 2014's Honeymoon. I haven't seen that, but I've I've heard it talked about a lot. I've never heard of it. <laughs> but when I first saw this, I thought just because of some of the characters in it, I thought it might have uh, have something to do with some of the creators of uh, or producers of uh, Stranger Things because. Uh, Oh, uh, the first film has uh, Maya Hawk in it from uh, Stranger Things season three. Oh, and that's um, that's Ethan Hawke's and, daughter, I believe. Oh wow, I, I didn't know that. Yes. That and then uh, from uh, I think Stranger Things season two and three, the the redhead girl uh, Sadie Sink, she stars in uh, uh, 1978. But I couldn't find any connection to any of uh, the uh, director, uh, the director, or any, or any of the producers from uh, Stranger Things. But uh, which, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a shame. I don't... But still, both very talented actresses, and glad to see them in there. And uh, but. Uh, <laughs> They put a lot of care into this, uh, into the storyline and the wraparound on this. And uh, like I said, the, the second film just elevated the first. So, yeah, I'm anxious to see what they, I hope, hopefully they don't let us down. Was the, uh, was the camp in the, um, in the second film, 78, was that Camp Nightwing by chance? Yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Then I think I know where they're pulling that from. The well, the the whole thing, what you, I mean, you find that out. Uh, few minute, first five minutes of the first film, but it's it's all based around the uh, the lore of uh, lore of the uh, witch that got hanged in sixteen sixty six, Sarah Fear. Uh, and uh, it takes place in. Uh, Used in the books to uh, Shady Side, Ohio, and Sunnyvale, Ohio, which I thought was pretty funny. Was was Sunnyvale ever mentioned in the original books? Yes. So that would that would predate. I wonder if Josh Whedon borrowed the name from uh, from uh, Fear Street for Buffy. For Buffy, it's yeah. very possible. I think I could be wrong, but I, you know, it's definitely possible. Definitely. Anyway, yeah, this has uh, these films. They have a, a ton of edges uh, to. Uh, like I said, Scream number one for uh, the nineteen, the first film, and then, and then just camp slashers in general. Uh, for uh, 1978. And I'm always a sucker for a good camp slasher. Yes. Wonder, uh, I mean, you know, they're always usually really good. Why is this thing not staying on? 
now. I don't get this. This is not my night for this fucking thing. <laughs> are you sitting at a desk or are you sitting at a table? I'm sitting at a table. God damn it. That's what I probably need. This probably... You know what? It probably just doesn't like to fucking connect to my desk. That's the thing. I think. I really think it just doesn't like it. Fucking just duct tape it to your head, Mike. Duct tape it to your head. Yeah, that's... You know what? I'm probably I'm doing something wrong. I have to be. <laughs> it's yeah. a clamp, Mike. It should just screw in yeah, and I clamp know. down. It did, and that's what I'm saying. Like it gets like it's tight, and then like it's tight, and I'm not holding it, and then as then I feel the fucking thing droop down, and I'm like, what the fuck? You're drooping. You're not supposed to be drooping. Is is the corner? Is the front of your desk? Is it? Like square or is it beveled? Um, Does it uh, have a slope to it? Yeah, like a little bit of a slopey deal. Okay, well, the, the weight of the mic is just the the way the mic stand is just pulling it off. So you don't think that what you'll probably have to do is get you a a spacer to put in between there, maybe to lay across the top a little board, a little thin board, to where you can. Clamp it down on there to get a better uh, a better bite. Terribly interesting, folks. I know. Well, that's no fun. I'm just gonna. You know Didn't what? Didn't know this was gonna be an instructional video. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it between my legs for tonight. There. Mike <laughs> finally has something between his legs. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, yeah, not the best. McCall, but... ladies. Yeah, well, believe me, this could be very satisfying for you. I think. Most definitely. <laughs> very okay. satisfying. So, the Spear Street trilogy, they, they were back. What I did not know was uh, they were some of the last films uh, filmed by uh, 20th Century Fox before uh, Disney bought them out in 2019. Really? So, yeah, yeah, they were supposed to come out in 2020, but between Disney buying and COVID, that's why they got pushed back to this year. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no, uh, Disney bought them out, and um, 20th Century Fox, or what, uh, shit, uh, the uh, production company uh, that uh, funded the film, they sold, they sold the films to Netflix. Ah. So they didn't go with Disney. Well, thank God for that. Yeah, because Disney probably wouldn't have handled them right. No, not at all. Not at all. Fuck you, Disney. No, there we go. But yeah, that being said, uh, oh! still... <laughs> You didn't try to clamp the mic stand down on one of your nuts, did you, Mike? That's what you did, wasn't it? 
I tried to get better leverage so I don't have to hold it, so I just tried to, like, tuck it further in between my legs and... These are the jokes, folks. Sorry. Okay. We're good. Oh, God, that hurts. Okay. Alright. There. There, if I rest you like this, there. Now it should be okay, I hope. Anyway, <laughs> tune in this Friday for the thrilling conclusion of Fear Street. Are you going to watch Friday or are you going to watch like another uh, day? I'm going to try to watch it Friday. And that's, that, uh, that's the plan. We'll see. Well, I guess it's, it's, it's better that Joe Bob is done for the season, I guess, at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just telling the uh, missus that uh, uh, it, that I told her because I, I was she had to work Monday. Uh, I was uh, off on vacation, and uh, so she didn't get to watch them. I told her she needs to catch up by this Friday since we don't have Joe Bob to watch. That's our, well, as you know, our usual Friday night thing. Uh, exciting, I know. Uh, we sit and watch Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's enjoyable. A lot of people do that. Um, so, oh, well, that was good. At least you're on vacation and you got a little bit of a break, and then that way you were able to watch both of them. Yeah, it was nice. Break. I took a day off. Ah. Well, a day to recuperate. All that uh, deliverance time on the road. Yeah. Um, did you run into the person that does like the dual banjos and all that stuff, or you didn't run into him? No, we are the people that do the dueling banjos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's scary. That's just very scary. <clears throat> oh, my throat. So, other than that, is there any like closing thoughts that you have about Fear Street that you'd like to, you know? I will save that, Mike, for... Uh... Our next episode, because uh, I don't want to say too much until the third film is uh, out there and everybody else is formed their own opinions. And imagine, well, I still want to try to get that that Lee Jen, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, to come on to the show to see if she'll talk to us. Um, and, you know fill us in uh because the funny thing is i did look and she is our age uh yeah i saw that yeah she's a 1980 kid yeah yeah she is ready to go i'll tell you that oh god that will never get her <laughs> Well, only if she hears this, and I doubt she'll be listening. To oh this. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, well, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, what do you think? Of course, nobody, nobody's going to listen to this, Cody. I mean, come on. It's rabbit and red, for Christ's sake. Nobody likes us. And uh, We you need know, to get more crippled. <laughs> Do we need to get do we need to get crippled Cody in here too and do another crippled versus norm? There's got to be some, you know, there's got to be some sort of contest or something that we can do where you where the crippled and the norm could come together. And uh, you know, there's got to be something, god damn it. And yeah, I'm you, drawing a blank. And did you know that um, the Halloween 2 fan trailer... Now, that's a fan trailer. That was in the style of Halloween Kills that we played yeah, last yeah. week on the show. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, that got flagged by MC, an NBC Universal for fucking yeah, yeah. copyright thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I, I know I mentioned that to you off air, but I just figured I'd mention it here because it's insane. And I uh, disputed it, and luckily they uh, reversed their decision uh, pretty quick. Which kind of surprised me. Usually they don't back down off stuff. Well, you know, they're uh, they're stupid. Um, let's <laughs> so That won't get you flagged. Oh, YouTube's fucking stupid. Exactly, <laughs> and we're on YouTube right now. Fuck you, YouTube. Fuck you. Let's see. Let's see what's going to play here tonight, shall we? For a little break. Let's see. Is this going to play for me here? Let's see. Um, all right. And we'll be back after this. Sometimes I'm Billy the Kid 
we're back with the news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. You know what I did try yes. to do during the break? I don't know if you noticed, but I, or no, actually, I think you got up for a second, so you probably didn't see. But um, I attempted to get a Blu-ray, and I was gonna put a Blu-ray in here and clap it on, you know, and then like put the Blu-ray on the desk and hope that that would fix it. But I decided um, that that would be uh, not a good idea because it probably cracked the Blu-ray. I uh, I can't believe that you have it in you to ever harm a Blu-ray, Mike. Well, when I realized that it was going to harm it, I decided to stop. Good man. Yes. Oh, well, it looks like the blueprints are done. Ah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yes. I know on the talking. historically accurate... Munsters House on 1313 Mockingbird Lane for the Rob Zombie Munsters remake. Does, does that give you a little hope that he's wanting to stay at least true to the series by recreating the exact uh, house from the series? Or do you think he's still going to Rob Zombie the fuck out of this? He's going to Rob Zombie the fuck out of this. When I, if it's rated I'm R, afraid so. Yeah, if it's rated R... You're going to, you know, uh, come on, Lily, we're going to go upstairs and fuck. Well, yeah, he he claims to have been a a huge fan of the monsters growing up, but he he also claims that John Carpenter's Halloween is one of his favorite films, and we saw how that went. Not that I hate the film, but that film was Rob Zombie the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, so... Really, and now the difference is now they're taking a family comedy. Mm -hmm. He's taking a family on a family comedy, a beloved family comedy series. He's not doing a straight laced horror film, so I don't think it's going to have a very warm reception if he doesn't step outside of his usual box and try to go a different route with this. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Everything um, Rob Zombie touches uh, turns to Rob Zombie, and that's not it's not a bad thing. But for the monsters, it's yeah, a bad it thing. depends on the property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween, his Halloween, I enjoyed. I even enjoyed his Halloween too. But uh, you know, I'm just not gonna feel the same way. If he basically Halloweens the monsters. No. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, that being said, he might surprise us. You know, I, I have no doubt that Rob Zombie has some serious directing chops. He's, I think, just afraid to break his... And uh, try something different. And I'm hoping he does with the monsters because I really don't want to see him bastardize. And for for all the uh, younger generation who have no idea what the monsters is, you know, I, I God, I hate to think that this would be 
their first take on the monsters if he does his Rob Zombie thing with it. Yeah, that, um, boy. Like, could you imagine? Okay, like, let's say um, your kids never saw the monsters, never saw the original show, and you heard about this. Now, let's say you didn't know Rob Zombie's history. Let's say you've never seen a Rob Zombie film before in your life. Would you take your kids to see Rob Zombie's The Monsters? Well, if I didn't have any idea who Rob Zombie was, I mean, that that almost sounds like, I don't know, uh, just the name Rob Zombie. It sounds kind of silly right? when you think about it. So, I mean, you know, I think, hey, yeah, you know, that kind of goes, you know, using a, oh, like a... Uh, a surname, or something like that. Well, yeah, because I think his real name is Rob some Jewish guy. Rob some Jewish guy? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's terrible, Mike. Well, that, that, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you know. And I... Oh! But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, aside from the regular Rob Zombie sleaziness what what do you think that uh, they're gonna do with it um, uh, I'm wondering if they're gonna make grandpa trans I mean that's possible yeah. they very well could you know and then he's gonna come out and they're gonna do that and then you're gonna get uh... oh dang on a clap those well, the whole premise is just uh, of the original series. You know, you can't it can't really be taken seriously. So, I'm hoping he doesn't take a serious approach to it. Yeah, I don't like like you know I don't think you can. That's the uh, I mean, you you really have to. At this point, he can't rob zombie it. He has to make it. Like the 60s TV show. You can't do anything different from that. You can't stray from that. Because if you do, you're going to piss too many people off. And that's going to be the end of it. Yeah, well, he can tweak a few things. He can tweak a few things. And, uh, you know, but it, it it's like the Addams Family. Why, why the live action uh, films work so well. And even oh, why the newer animated films, which the... Uh, the trailer for the uh, animated sequel just came out this week, I think. I wanted to see the uh, first animated film. How was that? It was good. Uh, I liked it. Um, it stayed very true to the series. Mm -hmm. But like so many, so many films, it still had a touch of that woke bullshit in oh, there. come on. And if you see it, you'll know... Uh, but, I mean, they don't necessarily beat you over the head with it, but it's there. Ooh, you suck! Yeah, but, I mean, that being said, aside from that, it's 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 a fun film. It, it really shows a lot of, uh, a lot of care toward the original series. Mm. I like that. 
I think that that's actually. But uh, yeah, I get see which that. which my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, she she loves the original series and the uh, new animated films. Well, and the movies too. We watch them every Halloween. Did you ever watch the? Um... Ah, shit. They made like I I don't know if it was like a made for TV. Adam's Family movie with uh, Tim Curry in it. I think he played like. Uh, it was not made for TV, but it was it was supposed to be a sequel to the first two live action. Yeah. After Raul Julia had passed away. Right. Uh, so instead of going the sequel route, they just decided to completely try to reboot it with uh, Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah, and it was bad it was bad yeah and i i hate to say that about anything with tim curry because i love tim tim curry but it it really was not good yeah i guess i guess well they don't all float down there uh, and we're supposed to be getting i think a netflix uh live action series reboot series uh oh yeah who the hell um i forget. tim burton's uh supposed to be executive producing i think yeah um, gives me hope because I really liked what he did with Dark Shadows. Yeah, that I mean, and I think somebody from the upcoming Scream Five is going to star as Wednesday, and I am calling it Scream Five because that's what it is. Fuck this, just naming it Scream bullshit. Uh, speaking of which, it was just announced a few days ago here that. Scream 5, yes, the reboot, sequel, whatever the hell, is 100% finished and ready for release. But we got to wait till January 14th. The dumping grounds. I think it's going to fail. Well, yeah, they're releasing it in the middle of January. What what movie get that gets released in January doesn't fail miserably. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's it's. If um, they had any faith in it at all, they it would get a summer release. And the funny thing is, or or a holiday release, you know, do an October release, but no. Here's the no, thing. they're they're. If it's if it's done, now. They can get it out there by October if they really wanted to. Because it's yeah, like, they said a hundred percent finished. Yeah, I mean, so drop that's it. pretty point blank. Yeah, so drop it. Why are you not releasing it? Why are you being stupid and holding it? But, oh well. You know, hopefully it'll surprise us and not be a complete turd. We'll see. I almost want to find that script now Uh, and read it. uh, It looks like uh, we're... Oh, it was last... Sunday, I guess, uh, the uh, What We Do in the Shadows spinoff, Wellington Paranormal, uh, dropped uh, and apparently has been getting some uh, pretty rave reviews. I've never even seen What We Do in Shadows. Oh my god, Mike! I've never seen it. The movie is amazing, the series is even better. Really? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the third season of the series is coming up this year. Uh, I believe. Um, but uh, the first two se- seasons are just absolutely hilarious. And is the movie the movie comedy? is just 
the humor is spot on. It's very tongue in cheek. So it's meant to be comedy more so than anything else. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's set up uh, the movie and the series. It's like if you had a re- reality show following around uh, a group of vampires uh, showing their just daily life, and it's it's hilarious. Interesting. I may have to check that out. Definitely, you got to get on the Fear Street movies. And uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, you, you, the series before you watch the movie, mm. even though the movie came first, because the the well, the series does not use the same character, three characters from the uh, the movie, uh, but um, that they, they do have cameos in it. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, but uh, I think the series in the movie, and the movie's great. But it's not the same characters in the movie as the TV show or the series. No, it follows three different vampires, but it has the same creative team behind it. I wonder why they didn't just go with the same characters in the movie, or maybe they just couldn't. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy, the guy, director of uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Right. Uh, Tacky and Jojo Bunny. Is that right? Uh, uh Something like that, Ta- I think. Taki I'm butchering it, I know. But he's an amazing director, but he is one of the star. He plays one of the vampires in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And that's kind of what Lot really... Why he got the gig doing uh, Thor Ragnarok was because of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Hmm. Which he's directing. He directed the new uh, Thor movie, uh, Love and Thunder, Thor, the fourth one. Uh, too, because Thor Ragnarok, I mean, it blew the first two out of the water at the box office, when and deservedly so. It's... I didn't even. I've never seen a Thor film. The only, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the only Marvel. Just movie skip, that I saw... skip to Ragnarok. Don't watch the first two; they're not bad movies. But the humor and action in uh, in uh, Ragnarok just uh, Taki Waiti. Uh, however you pronounce it. it, the guy is a comedic genius. Is Natalie Portman in Ragnarok? No, but she's going to be. She is in the new one. Why was she not in Ragnarok? Did she like decide she didn't want to do it anymore? She didn't want to be. Oh. She was not happy with uh, the the sequel, Thor, Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, and she just. Didn't want anything else to do with the series yeah. after that. Well, then, but then know, a great movie. I guess she said, "Okay, I'll jump back in." Yeah, and you know what I would have said to her then? Give me that Disney money. Yeah, well, I would have said, "You know what? Too late. You're done, bitch. Bye bye." <laughs> oh yeah. You want to fucking downplay my movie? You are out the fucking door. <laughs> you are done like Donkey Kong. Uh, the new book, uh, The Final Girl Support Group, is out now, uh, and it is out today, actually. And the audiobook is narrated by none other than the original Final Girl, or not the original Final Girl, what the hell am I saying? One of the original Final Girls, uh, Adrian King. Mm. 
Is that a real book? So that's a real book. It's not like. Uh... Yeah, it's it's a real book. Uh, it's uh, it's the synopsis read that it's about uh, these five girls who go to a support group every Friday. They're all five survivors of uh, massacres by um, slashers, psycho killers, who knows. But anyway, uh, one Friday, one of the girls doesn't show up at the group, and and they start getting picked off and have to uh, figure out who's after them. So I wonder if they will make that into a uh, film at some point. I don't know. I guess if the book, uh, it's, uh, I don't remember his, uh, the author or his other uh, books, but I do remember reading it. Uh, he's wrote uh, one New York Times bestseller. So, I mean, who knows? Ah. Well, bestsellers usually turn into movies in most cases. So here we go. Well, hopefully this will be a bestseller. And and hopefully they have the uh, sense to uh, use real final girl or eighties slasher final girls. Challenge accepted. <laughs> or even nineties ones too. You know, get Neb Campbell in there. Get uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, they they can they can come too. Why not? Yeah, did you know that Jennifer Love Hewitt is pregnant again? Holy shit! And she's, uh... I think she's older than us. Yeah, she's like 43, I think. And she I mean, not that, it's, not that that's unheard of, but, uh... Damn! I mean, you know, you're... you're I, I hate to say it, but if you have a baby that late in life, you're headed to retardville. Yeah, well, my uh, my youngest daughter was well. She was a surprise, yes. as we have talked about. But uh, I was thirty six, and I was freaking out about that. Just the fact that uh, I, I never really wanted to have kids past thirty because I didn't want to be playing with my kids uh, uh, with a walker. Oh, right. oh, sorry, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, but it's it's the truth. I mean, you're good, you know, to produce, like, viable children up until about 72, but, you know, the or, like, in the 70s somewhere. Um, oh, look, rock stars are doing all the time. I think uh, Paul Stanley, he was, like, 64 when he had his last kid. Paul McCartney, another Paul. It's got to be... If Paul McCartney was... Shit, he was like 70 when he had his, 70, 72 when he had his last kid. Uh, and, I mean, look at Paul Walker. Oh, oh, yeah, he won't be having no kids past 40. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh. But, no, but, like, women, as like, I think as I mean, I heard... I could be wrong, but I heard as soon as, like, a woman hits, like, 38, her fertile days are, oof, 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 you're, I mean, and then you go into the 40, you know, once you hit above 40, 
They're no and that was uh, that was Mike's professional medical opinion, folks. I mean, unless <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, look, if you want to have a kid after 40, you might as well name them Crippled Cody. Oh. Oh. Uh, what? 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 I'll tell you what. The American Horror Stories spinoff, uh, or American Horror Story spinoff, American Horror Stories, what a clever name, right? Yeah. Uh, it premieres July 15th on FX. Or is, is it FXX? Um, I get them confused. Or is it on Fox? I don't know how the hell they're doing it, because they, they, they yeah. have all these different channels. I don't know what's what anymore, honestly. Watch Fox, or Fox, or Fox. <laughs> uh, but I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, same creative team, and it's going to be an anthology series, mm-hmm. which may, you know, I think that may have been better for the uh, series long ago if they would have went that route. The only um, American Horror Story I saw was 1984, and I just, I watched the entire thing, but I just think that drug out way too much. Way too I, much. I really, yeah, like like I stated earlier, I'm a sucker for camp slashers, as I've always been, but yeah, I can't help but agree with you. It, it, it has been a... Uh, a common thing with uh, that series that they just get too much going on too many subplots and then they try to tie them all up in a neat bow at the end and it doesn't all work out no but american horror stories we're getting uh an anthology each each hour-long episode is going to be its own contained story and and they're going to do a lot of callbacks and bring back a lot of characters from the uh, American Horror Story series, so we're going to be revisiting some of the places from the series characters, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Danny Trejo has already been billed as uh, uh, a cast for one of the episodes in the first season as a killer Santa. Oh yeah, I now see that. That's a good idea. That that warms my heart to hear we're going to get a killer Santa, Danny Trejo. Yes. Yeah, I love him. I've always loved him. Machete may not text, but he sure as hell fa la 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 las. Yes. 100%. And hey, then looks like uh, August 25th we're getting season 10 of American Horror Story, which it, it's it's a misleading name. It's the title is American Horror Story Double Feature. So what what does that make you think? It makes you think two movies, right? Well, here's the thing. all I can think it's going to be like drive-in based. Which if it's drive-in, if it's based around a drive-in or, or that air, if they they don't have a cameo by Joe Bob in it, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Imagine if he gets killed in the opening of it, but they won't be that clever. I can guarantee you that. No. They probably think they're too good for Joe Bob anyway. Um, Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, you're not good enough for Joe Bob. 
Ryan Murphy, you, my friend, are this. That's you, sir. There we go. Well, it uh, appears that Guillermo del Toro's latest film has uh, finally finished production. Uh, Nightmare Alley, based on a 1946 novel about a carny uh, who meets a psychiatrist. That's a remake. With ill intentions. That's a remake. Because I just picked up a movie from 1947 called Nightmare Alley that has uh, Tyrone Power in it. And it was a Criterion Collection released it, I think, I want to say in May, this past May, and I picked it up at the sale for like 20 bucks. But I have a feeling, because I read about that movie that, that Del Toro's doing, and I'm wondering if it's like a remake of it. Uh, yeah, well, it says it's based on the novel, so uh, if that movie was based on the novel, I would assume so. It coming out in 47, the novel coming out in 46, you know, yeah. pretty good chance. But uh, I'm pretty impressed by the cast. Uh, the leads are going to be uh, um, shit. Bradley Cooper. That's who it was. Bradley Cooper wow. uh, and Kate Blanchett, uh, Tony Collette, uh, William Defoe, Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. and last but not least, Mary Steenburgen. And a bunch of other ones I forgot to. But, uh, yeah, and it being a Del Toro film, I, I find it hard not to love me some Del Toro. So, we'll see. Is there a film of his that you don't necessarily enjoy? I can't think of uh, any. Hmm. Yeah, I can't either. I think that... Um... The the television series that he executive produced, The Strain, I thought was okay. Another FX or FXX or Fox yeah. or whatever the hell I'll series. Have to go yeah, because I Crimson Peak was not one of my favorites, but I I only watched that. I haven't one, seen so it. I have to go back and revisit it. Yeah, it's 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 not one of his better ones. I don't think. Now, my opinion may change upon rewatch, but who knows? Well, one thing about Del Toro's films, whatever they lack in story, they always make up for in, in uh, cinematography. Right. Oh, yeah, all of his films are shot very, very, um, you know, very, very good. What the hell am I... Interesting. But, anyway, that's all I got. Uh, anything else, Mike? Or are we going to wrap this bad boy up? Uh... What's this? This says Infinity Gauntlet. Did you ever see it? You saw Avengers, right? Yeah. 
Okay, what's the Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, Josh Brolin with, uh, wears when he snaps his fingers and makes half the uh, living beings in the universe disappear. Oh. See, I've never seen... Or the galaxy. Shit, I don't know. I've, I've never seen an Avengers, so I have no idea what the fuck it is. Oh my god, you gotta get on that, Mike. I mean, even if you're not a big comic book fan, it's they're, they're fun movies. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've only seen... Um, what's that, Marvel? I've only seen Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah, get on you some Avengers. Just start off with the first one. The second one's okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, the third and fourth one, are both... Really? Uh, they're ones that are really better to see on the big screen, though, and and uh, uh, with a good sound system. Hmm. Yeah, I, um, one of these days I'll get to checking them out. I'm sure because I don't know. There's just so much shit to watch these days. I can't stand it. Yeah. Beer Street. Speaking of which, next week. Well, maybe next week. Yeah. Uh. We'll be back to close out our Fear Street retrospective. Yes. And uh, maybe get into a little bit more spoiler talk with it, too. Uh, well, once we figure out how it ends. But yes. by And by next week, Mike has promised us he's going to watch all three films. Films of Fear Street, right? Mike. Fear Street, right? Fear Street. Yes, I will watch I will watch the three Fear Street films. Okay, we're holding them to it. There you go. Hold me to it. And if I do not do it, tar and feather me, please. You heard it right here. Next week, we're tar and feathering Mike. Yes. Until, Until next week. Until next week, we are... Until next week, what? We're out. What? We're out? Yep, we are out. I'm out of beer. Oh, boy. See you next week, guys. Later.
Why are you still here? Go home! Well, fuck, that was a disaster. The Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.